Today is Monday, April the 10th, and believe it or not, you may not have known this, but today is National Siblings Day. So if you have a brother or a sister, maybe you have five or ten of them, I don't know, you might want to get on the phone, shoot a call, uh, shoot a text message to your siblings and wish them a happy National Siblings Day. To, uh, to celebrate here at the Radio Ranch, we have the brother and sister duo of our County Mayor, Weston Womp, and the District Attorney here in Hamilton County, who is his sister, Cody Womp, the two Womps, the Power Twins, in the studio together. What kind of hijinks will they get into this time? Uh, we'll just have to see. Okay, the telephone lines are open, 267-1023. Questions, comments, concerns for the Mayor, for the District Attorney, law enforcement issues, county government issues, call us, text us, 267-1023, and... Uh, both of you Womps are just back from a family vacation. Yeah, the uh, Weston's kids had spring break last week, so we did. It was actually my first vacation since I took office, but we're glad to be back. I'm glad to be back this morning. I think we needed more than an hour, Brian. Hmm. Yeah, well, having the two of it you. It was my idea to come on because you have us on separate hours right. a month, and then I just happened to look up that this was National Siblings right. Day and thought it's about time that we make a appearance on talk radio together. It is true that 60 minutes of airtime can barely contain one womp, let alone two, That's in the I'm studio saying. at the same time. That's so, right. uh, family vacation to uh, Montana, correct? That's ski right. country. That's right. right. Now, you were telling me you do not ski. I do not ski. It's not worth it to me. Weston, you ski? You ski? I try. <laughs> I, I really want to be good. Right. And I'm not good. It's like, it's like riding a bike. If you learn to ride a bike as sure. a kid, right. no big deal. Yeah. Uh, but imagine, I think it'd be terrifying to try to learn to ride a bike in yeah. your 30s. Right. Skiing's that way. I was just telling the story. We just did a story in the uh, 8 o'clock hour about a surfer in Hawaii who was bit by a shark. And uh, I tried surfing in Honolulu last year for the first time at the ripe age of 46. And the problem is my athleticism <laughs> sailed on me about 20 years ago. And it was embarrassing. I can't. I can't get up on the board. I can't do anything. You can say you did it. Yeah, luckily yeah. in Montana there were no sharks this go around. Right, well so that's good. Just some bumps and bruises <laughs> from skiing, from now, Western skiing. Anybody in the family ski? I ski. Yeah, Western I just don't ski, ski well. Just not well. Yeah, just right. not well. That's right. And then we, uh, my older three kids, we got in their first lesson, and they yeah. were all actually naturals. Right. You know, if you're low center of gravity, you don't even really have to be athletic if you get started as a kid. Sure. They, they right. don't give you poles. You just get out there on your own balance and make, uh, make the pizza yeah they all did well that's right that's all you have pizza. to do make the pizza <laughs> and i mean we we go on a <laughs> we, we skipped because of camp you know we had a big campaign year last year but most years we've taken my kids somewhere on what we call the annual snow trip yeah and we'll get into some I don't know, tubing or sledding but it doesn't snow in east tennessee anymore and back in the 90s it did and so this is when my kids get to right have some fun in the snow right. it's your life How's mine? It was your life. The, oh. the, the snow life was your life growing up in Boston. True. That is true. Uh, yes. And we did have a lot of skiing just, you know, in north of where I grew up in New England. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I skied a little bit. I, I went for lessons when I was like 11 years old and, you know, made the pizza, picked it up fairly quickly. Um, you know, so, yeah, I've skied a few times. I'm not like a ski buff or snob or anything. You it's know? all about speed control. Sure. If you can control the speed, it's a good thing. Yeah. I got myself on a near black a couple days ago, <laughs> yeah. and and there was about to be a constitutional question of who the county mayor is, because right. I started tumbling, 
I was on such a steep decline yeah. that I, uh, I I slid. So mm. I was not having fun while I was tumbling. Yeah. And But then once I started sliding, I was cracking myself up because my ski's way up the mountain. Oh, yeah. And I slid for about 100 feet yeah. before I could stop myself. And you're like, now what do I do? <laughs> yeah. I'm you start a... hiking back up the mountain? I was going to say, I'm on a steep decline myself, so I know what that's all about. <laughs> and, uh, Cody, it's my understanding you took a tumble yourself on a black diamond slope in North Chattanooga I yesterday. I did. I came home. If anybody saw some girl that tumbled down a hill on the North Shore, that was me. <laughs> and I did not realize how sore I was going to be this morning. So I survived the ski trip and then came home and tumbled down a hill on the North Shore. Classic. I'm good, though. Classic. I'm good. I'm here. Now, what was going on? You were taking a jo- you were on a jog or a walk, walking. a power walk. I was walk? walking, but it's one of those really steep hills coming off right. forest, and I just tumbled down. It's all right, you know. Jeez, I could have had a worse day. Right. Nothing broken. And of course, we were joking. If, if if any of your critics out there got video of this or, or it political, w- it would have been special. I wish I had a video of. Yeah, it would. Uh, it it would definitely been be embarrassing. Hmm. All right, 267-1023. Our guests here are Weston Wom, Cody Wom. Uh, it is National Siblings Day, but more importantly, uh, one obviously is the the mayor of Hamilton County. The other is the district attorney. So if you have any questions regarding county government or regarding law enforcement, please do give us a call. Shoot us a text, 267-1023. One issue uh, where the two of you have teamed up, I think it's the, the, the main central issue so far. I know... Uh, a couple of months ago, you announced this uh, joint effort to uh, clean up the county. And um, my understanding is it's going pretty well so far. Yeah, I think Mary Frances um, had just said 2.68. We've, we've two and a half times what trash pickup was is what we've done since we announced we had this initiative. People don't think of criminal justice being involved with trash pickup, but you really can't have trash pickup without my side of it. Um, so in general sessions court, when we've been given people sort of county probation and you got to do drug screens and stuff, now we've started adding in more public work days, especially for, um, defendants that we think can actually really go do it yeah. and do it well, um, show up, you know, cause we have the problem where sometimes people won't show up to do their trash pickup, but yeah, we've done it. It's been successful and hopefully we've gotten some comments around the county of, of, uh, roads being cleaner and mm. people seeing their their crew out there working and so overall I'd still like to see it increase a little bit more but I think I think it's worked and if we go back through the history of this t- t- remind me of the numbers again because the number kind of shocked us that we're talking about misdemeanor offenses and and uh, there would be two options when you went to court you could either do community service or you could do two or three days in the clink and uh, most people were choosing the clink. <laughs> well, <laughs> over what would you choose? That's a good question, actually. What would you I, choose? Well, look, I mean... Uh, you don't. You used to have to wear those jackets if it was a yeah. DUI that said, like, I'm a drunk driver. I think they stopped right. doing that, which was which is nice. So well, they, if, I, if I were one of these ne'er-do-wells who maybe doesn't have a home or something, I, I'd choose the clink. Two hots and a cot, like the old saying. You know, at least you get a hot meal. And have uh, you been to the jail any time recently? No, you might. Fortunately, you might would choose public court days. So I mean, what is that a reflect? Is that a reflection of how lazy people are today, where they'd rather risk life and limb <laughs> in prison than have to go out and oh god, I'm going to have to pick up trash? Probably, probably. <laughs> it also he- probably says something about the number of people who go to the jail who get out. And end up right back in the jail, right? Yeah. I mean, a whole lot of the people out there. Yeah, it's one of the biggest challenges we've got in our community, and and an opportunity on the other hand. 
that it really is this revolving door. I was told a story a few weeks ago. I was working with the reentry team at the jail about a guy who's doing his 52nd tour through <laughs> Silverdale. And, uh, you know, to your point, like there are certain times a year, there's some of these guys who they're looking to do something bad, not too bad, but just right. bad enough that they, what do you call it? The clink? The clank. Clank. Yeah. Clank. <laughs> Right? Well, what's the other? Normally, the ones doing the public work days are the ones that really just like made a mistake or shoplifted. You know, it was something that's not severe. We're not like putting rapists out there to pick right. up trash. Um, it's just somebody that made a mistake and wants the the charge off their record, and they deserve to have it off their record. They just need to show us that they're willing to pick up trash. You know, somebody, a little nineteen year old girl that steals from Walmart. She does not want to go out there and pick up trash. She will not steal again if if she has to go pick up trash. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Uh, 267-1023. Steve is on line one. Steve, welcome to the show. You're on the morning press. Okay. Uh, am I on? Yes, indeed, Steve. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'd just like to take time out to tell Cody and Western uh, Womp right there that they're doing a very good job, and I'm glad they're in the office. And uh, I'd like to ask, and I'll get off the phone here, uh, how's y'all's dad doing? Uh, he was a good guy, too, right there, and... I don't ever hear nothing about him, but how's y'all's dad doing? I guess he's proud of y'all uh, getting the position y'all got. So I'll listen to you, and uh, y'all, I'm glad y'all in the position, and I think y'all doing a very good job. But I just wanted to see what you said about your dad there, and uh, thank you for being on the radio today. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. Well, Dad was, uh, he was out on the family vacay, right? Do you think that was Dad? Was that yeah, him calling? Yeah, yeah dad, Dad's like, man, your dad's a great guy. No, thank you, Steve. That was kind. Uh, our dad was a good guy, and, and he's the reason that we're serving today because we watched what? him serve Did you say so was, well. past tense? Was, was he a was, good guy? He was a great guy. He was a great politician. Uh, he now is a great guy. Now he's picking up trash on the streets. Of, no, uh, Wesley can tell you this. He's full grandparent mode. We put our parents through the ringer when we both ran for office. It was not anticipated that we both ran and our parents would not have wanted it to happen that way um and never encouraged it like some people thought they did um they had a hard they had a hard year for sure and so i think now um they're back to normal life and have four grandchildren that they yeah. care most about yeah my dad left public office and really left it i mean a lot of people you know if they leave office or run and don't get reelected they got to find a way to stay relevant stay they in the still conversation kind of just cling on yeah in one and that way was or never our dad i mean he was just not doesn't get himself involved in stuff in fact we both probably hear a lot that people wish he would get more involved cuz he's mm -hmm. still a young 65 year old but to Cody's point spends a lot of time with my kids his grandkids and and uh, he works full time that's yeah. another thing i think some people think that he rode off into the sunset but he's full time Working man. Still working the career that he had before office, or has he kind of ventured into other things? Yeah, he's gotten into all sorts of stuff. He, for, for a decade, he worked uh, in, ed, in education tech. He, he was a part of starting a tech company that was focused on uh, middle school mm -hmm. uh, curriculum, of all things, and then uh, is managed a whole kind of portfolio of clients that Cody and I don't totally understand. Like yeah, real sophisticated he has a consulting stuff. firm in town. Um, never has lobbied, has never been a registered lobbyist, but consults for businesses yeah. across the country. So, yeah, he works hard still, um, but he and my mom are good. My mom, if, if the people that knew my family know my mom is like the real servant and glue that holds the family together. Right. And she was a... Uh, she really had a bad year last year. 
yeah. with what, two just kids, because of you two, just two kids running for office. One right. kid running for a mom is you is not really fair. Two kids is definitely not fair. Uh, yeah. And so my mom still, you know, she's still kind of engaged in the in the political news cycle. I think my right. dad is to Steve's point. He's just amused by the whole situation and yeah. and, and probably proud. Hmm. And dad and mom, do they ski? No, <laughs> no, but they used to. They they yeah. I think they realize it might not be wise right. in their grandparents. It's not worth like the broken arm. That's I think true. for for me, mom and dad. Sure. Texter here says maybe the Womps can add the connector road through Enterprise Park Volkswagen to the list of trash pickup because it is a mess. That's Weston. I either heard from that person or somebody who said the same thing last week. So we're on it. Connector Road, Enterprise South. All right. Weston gets to do all these fun things. Yeah. <laughs> like roads and cut ribbons and build schools. <laughs> and he goes to elementary schools for lunch every week. And See, that's why I was going to I was going to go. My kids know the Womps because Big Ridge Elementary that's graduates. That's right. Big Ridge. So we want to hear those days, you know, when the stoplight was in the, you know, in the, in the lunchroom and it, it that's would, right. You get on red. Yeah, that's when right. When you guys were in grade school, did you say, you know, did you guys get along or did you steal stuff from her lunch or how did that work out? We've always got along. <laughs> We've always been best buds other than like normal sibling stuff. Um, <laughs> like we were telling his kids this week that there was one snow fight we had on Big Ridge where gotcha. he threw a snowball at my face when we were little. We were telling his kids this because they were sort of wrestling in the snow. And then I got mad and like tackled him and held his face down in the snow because he, <laughs> he had thrown a snowball at my face. No, but we've always we've always been close. And then we were together at UT for two years and were close then too. And so, yeah, I think... Uh, we've always been... I mean, we you know, we have our moments. We and, have our uh, moments. Probably back in elementary school had them most often. My oldest yesterday was on his way back from Easter with his other grandparents, and uh, he was real bent out of shape because my oldest is a boy, and then almost exactly the same age, younger, he has a sister. And uh, and so I do understand the dynamics pretty well, my older two kids, and he's just so bent out of shape. He's a very sensitive, smart guy, but he says to me when he gets home, you know, Griffin tried to set me up. He was just so mad at his <laughs> sister, Griffin. She tried to set me up, and I said, all right, bud. And I, like, I held him outside while the kids went in, went in, and I said, let me tell you a story about Aunt Chocho. They call Cody Chocho. Right. I said, we lived in, on Big Ridge, and one time, Cody got the wise idea that she was going to carve into the windowsill of my parents' bathroom, <laughs> WW. T-W-W. T-W-W. My first name's Thomas. Uh. And uh, I told River, I said, what do you think... Your grandmother thought when she saw WW, she thought I did. I carved in Weston's initials, and then I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was. I. I. I didn't blame him, but I didn't accept responsibility. So they thought it was him. We have one listener here who texted us and said this for the Womps. As a bicycle commuter, I ride my bike to work every day and respect the rules of the road as most other commuters do. When will the city create regulation for bicycles, specifically electric bicycles? They can reach speeds of 30 miles an hour, but they're not treated like scooters or motorcycles. Even worse, they hop from sidewalk to road. However they see fit, it's a hazard for traffic and pedestrians. I see it every day. I recommend creating an ordinance for Fraser Avenue. This mostly applies to the rental bikes, yada, yada. Okay, so 
how much of that would even fall under your auspices at the county level? Wouldn't fall under us unless you ran somebody over with your electric bike. Then Cody may end up Then it would come in. Yeah, unfortunately. And we get these issues. Well, I say we. Weston gets the city issues quite a bit. Um, I can personally say, though, I get so frustrated. And you might feel the same way, Brian, because you hang out downtown a lot. I get so frustrated when I'm walking on the sidewalk and a bike comes up behind <laughs> me on the sidewalk. <laughs> right. Like almost, you know... Coming up fast, like you, you have to get out of the way, and we have these bike lanes, and so I, I feel this person's uh, frustration in that they hop back and forth in yeah. a city where we do have bike lanes that are not that I, I understand they could have more restrictions to the bike lanes, um, but yeah, unfortunately, it's one of those things where I did get an update on our trash road, the connector road in Enterprise oh, yeah. South. Mm-hmm. So it's a city road. Mm. So the question has been asked back to the city by our people. Do you want us to go take care of it? Part of our litter program does actually serve city roads Mm -hmm. and state routes. But this is one where I think our folks expected the city might cover it. So we're working on the connector road. I will say, man, I've for years felt like the, you know, government so out of touch. And I think, you know, in different ways, Cody and criminal justice, me and kind of day-to-day public service, um, we're trying to do it in a way that's more relatable and, uh, and, and, and you know, d- doesn't cause people to be as cynical because the bike lanes are as good of an example of politicians with kind of their heads in the clouds as there has been any, you know, in, in the last decade around here. Totally out of touch with what people want, need, what they use. You got some people drunk driving on the sidewalk. You got some people driving their bike on the sidewalk, hopefully not vehicles. And then you got people who like to bike, like the professional bikers. They right. want to be treated like a car, so they're in the lanes. And that leaves you with unsightly and unused bike lanes. Mm-hmm. Well, the bike lane thing, too, that, that is an issue where everybody from all sides of the issue can find something to complain about. Because I remember when the previous administration at the city level, when Andy Burke started installing a lot more of those bicycle lanes, the first complaint was that. Now, now we have all these darn bike lanes taking up vehicular traffic. Then the complaint was the bicyclists were using the bike lanes. They're not even using them. <laughs> but then the complaint was even when they are using them, they're still blowing right through red lights and making illegal turns like, you know, like the traffic laws don't apply to them. So it just kind of seems to me like bicycle lanes and getting bicyclists, pedestrians and vehicles to all share the roads peacefully. It's like impossible. Because everybody just complains. Right. And we were never made to be like a bike city, even though we could be, you know, like you go somewhere like Amsterdam and it's like a bike city. Well, and everybody or just a bigger city, everybody knows that there's going to be cyclists. And here I just don't think it's accepted uh, like it is in other cities. But they need to get off the sidewalks. Sidewalks (laughs) are not for bikes. (laughs) I do think sometimes, uh, you know, we were talking about something similar to this off, off the air earlier. Government, at its worst, is giving people what the politicians think the people want rather than just pick up the trash, mm-hmm. you know, like clean up town, build good schools, keep the schools safe, keep Station Street safe. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is what this is what people want. You know, right. we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Same yeah. thing in criminal justice. We've we've in my office, we've sort of gone back to the basics that feel so obvious about right. harsh punishment for violent criminals and harsh punishment for child sex abusers. And it seems very basic. Uh, but at the same time, we we lacked uh, that sort of you know basic foundation criminal justice 
platform. Um, well, and so it, it, we go back to the, I, I agree with Weston. Go back to the basics of sort of what everybody needs, what everybody well, wants. In county government, it might be trash pickup. With me, it's like, yeah, you know, if you're selling heroin, you need to go to prison. I didn't. Right. Think we're gonna, it was in that. time, we're going to propose some things that will, I believe, in in the long term, change the economy of our region. Mm-hmm. We're going to tackle some big stuff, and I may not get it all done. And there are going to be times where if the community agrees with me, they're going to need to speak up and, you know, pressure the school board and the city council and the county commission and, you know, in different cases. But one of the reasons that this trash thing was a real partnership between county general government and, and Cody's operation over in the courts building was because you, you can't do the big things right if you're not willing to do the little things right. Right. And that's where I think the politicians often are totally out of touch. I kept hearing people talk about trash. I live over in Lookout Valley in the city of Chattanooga, and I, I don't notice much trash. So it's one of these things that, you know, it's not my big complaint about government. But I kept hearing it, kept hearing it. And sure enough, like, if, if you go put the effort in to doing these little things right, it gives people confidence that you're not just another politician. And, uh, you know, and, and then even, I think, within the operation, it, it helps us, com- you know, convey to her prosecutors, hey, here's what the priorities are. Yeah. Helps me convey to people in county government, we're not just trying to do a few big things to get reelected. No, we're trying to do things well and take care of people. Certainly in the sphere of law enforcement, and Cody, I think you and I have talked about this, but I've noticed a nationwide trend when it comes to law enforcement. Because, Weston, going back to what you were talking about with, like, the revolving door recidivism, I can never say that word, um... <laughs> Well, you just have a guy who's been in the clink like 52 times for like, you know, driving on a suspended license, uh, skipped bond hearing. But and it just becomes this cycle of nonsense. I've seen I think I have definitely seen a nationwide trend back to let's focus on violent crime and important things. The biggest things that people are concerned with are shootings, violence. Yes, we will still apply the law. To, you know, the ticky-tack little things like uh, suspended licenses and things like that. But is that not true? I, I, I definitely see a move towards, let's get back to basics here and let's get murderers and violent drug offenders off the street. I hope so. I, ho- I hope that's the trend. There was, a, you know, in the last six to eight years, we saw a lot of very liberal district attorneys get elected across the country. And we have since seen it go very, very poorly. Um, in cities like Chicago and Philadelphia, we know what happened in Los Angeles. Um, it, it, the, the not tough on crime, uh, policies have not worked. Uh, you see crime skyrocket. Um, you know, less people in jail is one thing, but you have to make sure the right people are in jail. Yeah. We can always get about 150 people out of our jail around Hamilton County. They're nonviolent offenders. Now, there are violent misdemeanor offenders. That's what some people need to know. We have, we have, uh, d- I mean, domestic assault, um, things like evading arrest. Uh, there are misdemeanors where if you, if you repeat and you're on probation and you violate, you need to be at the jail. But for the most part, I would say there's always people we can sort of get out. We need to focus on violent offenders. Our jail is about to have new space for violent offenders. That's that's going to be our uh, our priority in the next eight years. But, yeah, across the country, we saw liberal district attorneys fail miserably. Uh, we saw liberal mayors here, fail miserably when right. it came to criminal justice. Here's the thing about that, and I don't know if you're going in a political direction with, with liberal versus conservative, but so many times we look at the big cities like Chicago, New York. Oh, my God, crime's out of control. The reality is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we have always had for decades a worse rate of violent crime than any of those cities. Yeah. yeah. So what... Uh, so what's a the issue? I mean, I don't, I don't think cultural. anybody would say we have liberal DAs. What's what's the problem? Is it lack of prison space? Is it 
but, judges who are too lenient? No, but to your point, we've not seen an increase like Chicago has. And the Chicago mayor sort of campaigned on less resources for law enforcement, and that's what happened. And then you saw crime skyrocket. No, uh, I, we've I under, not, yeah, we've I not done that. I understand that, but even with the increase in crime in Chicago, if you look at their rate, their rate is still lower than Chattanooga. Uh, it's it's It was about the same a few years ago. I haven't looked at the statistic from 2022. It was about the same, 18 victims of violent crime per 100,000. Um, but, but I do think it makes a difference whether you have conservative leaders in criminal justice or not. Uh, I ran on a very law and order platform. Uh, there's a lot of criminals in town that know I'm not messing around. There's juvenile teenagers in town that need to know I'm not messing around. That's that's going to be what you see my office focus on to some extent this year is these 16 and 17 year olds that think that they can commit the violent crimes, get a slap on the wrist. Is the problem, I do think it matters. You might be reluctant to comment on this because you have to work with these people. But uh, a lot of times our listeners will say the problem is the judges. The judges are just too lenient. The cops make the arrests, they build the case, the DA builds the case, they take it to a judge, and the judge issues the slap on the wrist. Nah, not around here. No, our, our judges, the main thing, our judges are fair, um, and I, I can't brag on Judge Filial enough, our juvenile court judge. He is as fair um, as fair gets, honestly, and he makes the right decision every single every single time. Even when I disagree with it, I can see why he made that decision. But no, our judges across the board um are are fair there's sessions court judges that are you know put misdemeanors in jail when they think that they've just had enough of them um and criminal court you know their their hands are tied to a certain extent our judges in terms of sentencing so no i wouldn't say that all all of our judges and i'm not just saying that because i work with them but our judges are pretty fair around here let's see chris is on line one chris welcome to the show yeah appreciate having me on uh today um, I had a question for both wants and it, that means uh, transparency, you know, and bringing it forth to the county and what steps are we going to do to make the county more transparent, especially with uh, things like, you know, uh, office space leasing and, and uh, purchase of vehicles and so forth. Thanks and have a great rest of the day. All right, Chris. Appreciate that. Well, I don't quite don't know how to answer that question. Uh, and transparency, I think, Chris, what, if what you're getting to is sort of a relationship between our offices. Um, I don't know about office. Do you know what he's talking about with office space, office leasing? I don't. I don't. The that's count, not the my ball game. The county doesn't lease much office space. We own probably too much office space, <laughs> and we're in the process of modernizing uh, the footprint of county government itself because we got an opportunity to save taxpayers money and. And, yeah. and frankly, put some departments of county government in more dignified space. And I mean, you know, I'd say from our perspective, you, you'll see in our first budget season here, Commissioner Ken Smith's chairing the Finance Committee. And uh, I think there will be a different level of transparency about how the county budget comes together. Uh, a week ago, before I left for my kids' spring break, I gave the first state of the county address, which really was an opportunity for us to lay out on the very front end of budget season what the budget looks like. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't come from a finance background, but I come from an early stage finance background, and so I think my level of I've worn out the county's finance team, uh, you know, with my granular detail and interest in every. Uh, you, you know, really every every corner of the budget. And so I'm going to try to convey to the public kind of in my first budget how this works and what the opportunities are. So I think what, you know, what the what the caller will see in time is that 
you know, you, you put people into government with a different attitude and there's a naturally a different level of transparency. Well, and there just is transparency in county government because everything is subject to open records and, mm-hmm. and everything is sort of done out in the open. My office, um, you know, a lot a lot of what my office does can't be very transparent because it's confidential and it's criminal justice. But the way that our offices work together, what people forget is that I'm not a county office. I'm a state um elected official there's 32 of us across the state i am uh the district attorney for the 11th judicial district people say hamilton county because it just so happens that the 11th judicial district is just hamilton county based on our size but i'm a state actor and he's a county actor and i get money from the county and i'm grateful for that money but uh very rarely unless we just partner together um for initiatives like trash pickup or opioid um epidemic initiatives which you'll see us get into this year um we we actually don't have a lot of interaction because i'm a state office here's a question from a listener why must hamilton county residents who don't live in chattanooga pay for a library card that is free to chattanooga residents all right pretty (laughs) pretty easy answer here the county and the city own the library 50 50 Mm -hmm. the city as of about a decade ago operates the library okay and it costs them an arm and a leg it's hugely expensive. The county does not put any money into the library anymore. If they were to sell the building, we'd get half the money, but we don't put any money into it. None of your tax money goes to it. If you live in the city of Chattanooga, a lot of your tax money goes to that library. Right. So I would say this, knowing enough about the way government works, if you're a county taxpayer and you can pay $50 a year, that's the best deal ever. Huh. Because on a prorated share, as a city and county taxpayer, I pay a lot more in city taxes. I never would have guessed that a library, no. like a physical library card, is even a thing anymore because everything's digital. You know, I, I wouldn't even have guessed that that's a thing. Here's what I know. When I worked at the community kitchen, it yeah. was huge. Really? For two reasons. Get out of the elements. Right. And read a free newspaper every day. Sure. There you go. Yeah, it makes sense. Hey, I want to make a point. We, you and Cody were having this conversation about... Uh, you know, there, there's almost universal agreement that we should spend more time and energy focused on the big crimes, right? right. The big stuff, violent offenders, mm-hmm. and not be as worried about everything else. Well, I think where you find a lot of bipartisan agreement in the world, because it's just good common sense policy, is where wh- when you're a Republican or a Democrat or neither and you don't have anything to do with it, you realize that uh, that moneyed interests, right? When big money corporations have lobbied to create a reality that is unjust. That's where we all agree the most often. And this is one of those situations. In Tennessee, in fact, Hamilton County is a case study where private prison operators took over prisons in America, led us to be incarcerated at rates unseen anywhere else in the world. Right. And Republicans and Democrats figured out this is deeply inappropriate and unethical right and uh, and so i think one of the biggest opportunities we have locally in policy is now that the county the sheriff's office runs the jail we have an opportunity not to incarcerate people because we're making money off of it but to find opportunities wherever they are to support people who are incarcerated so that they don't end up there again but think about how often like in many cases you and i would agree sure. from different political persuasions because we realized somebody somewhere lobbied with a lot of money to make that Absolutely. that way mm-hmm. and it Absolutely. shouldn't be that way yeah. that's one of the reasons we've all grown distrusting of how you know jailing works because we right. do we you know i, I think right. the stat is we're 5% of the world's population but 25% of the world's incarcerated population yeah Texter here says, Cody is doing a great job, in my opinion, plus she is smoking hot, makes me want to break the law so she can prosecute me. 
and then an LOL JK. I appreciate yes. that. You come on down to the courthouse, and I'll show up in court for you. <laughs> but only violent crimes. She's only. And she's, when I show up in court, it's not a good day for somebody because I only show up when I've gotten frustrated or angry about something. Of course, I'm handling a couple big cases downtown. But when I show up in the courtroom, normally it's because somebody's gone too far. So angry, frustrated, Cody Wom. Different presentation than hot. Not as hot. hot Not as hot at that point. Interesting. All right. But thank you.